there, podcast fans. This is Falcon Paladin coming to you with yet another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. And with me, as always, is my good friend from down under here in the year 2018, whose name is Wade. How are things today, Senior Wade? Hey, things are, things are okay. Um, it's pretty sun- nice and warm and sunny outside. Mm. I just woke up from a nap. Mm. Uh, starting 2018 off right. Ish. It, re- it really is. I think my top five ways to start out 2018, number one would have to be take a nap. Uh, number two might be winning all of your StarCraft matches that you play that day. But the nap is easier to do. <laughs> the nap is significantly easier to do. In fact, <laughs> I couldn't do any of the second thing, so I did the first. <laughs> well, it's important to pick your battles, Wade. That's what I always say. Yeah, know which hill to die on. <laughs> so, yes, so we have a somewhat sleepy Wade with us today, but that's okay. Today we're going to talk about StarCraft, which should wake him up very quickly. This is going to be a StarCraft-centric cast. So if for some reason you're listening to this and have no interest in StarCraft... Um, perhaps you should not be listening, but hopefully we made that very clear in the title. This is a best of 2017 in the StarCraft scene. Put a post up on Reddit, got some really good feedback on that. I did one and Wade did one. We each got some pretty good responses to that question. And we're just going to kind of go through the list here. Uh, what was most upvoted, what people thought were the best moments in 2017 for StarCraft 2. I wasn't very specific about it as to what I was looking for exactly. I just wanted people to put what made them happy about the StarCraft, whereas Wade was looking more for a categorical kind of um, what is the best best thing about 2017, which is a slight difference, but I think somewhat of an important difference. Well, I, I originally intended to break it down into several different categories and have people fight on what they think was more important or more interesting or who was better. Originally, my categories were like the best pro matches played this year, like the sickest micro clip or the best personality and player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. But so we're not doing that. <laughs> right. We're going to do the one that got a little bit more response, which again, I think maybe because it was a little bit more of a broad question, it's easier to say, yeah, I like this about Starcraft rather than having to sit there and think what's your favorite thing about Starcraft, which we did before this podcast and Wade, um, it took a second for him to come up with an answer. So I just it's just, it's up. a little more work. <laughs> All I'm saying is just a little bit more work to decide what is the best of anything, as opposed to saying what is something that you enjoy. Yes, but okay, at least that's in... all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not saying your question was bad. I'm just saying if you're trying to get responses from people on the internet, if you make them work at all, sometimes that hurts. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> people are lazy, Wade. Really? Human beings are inherently lazy. It's true. I did not know this. Um... I was unaware that Scientific people were lazy. Fact. Oh, okay. Yep. I've never once co- uh, come across a lazy human being in my time, especially on the internet. I know, right? No. Nope. It's never happened. All right. So, without further ado, we're going to go through our top something list of the best StarCraft moments in 2017. Number one is MMA's return from the military and getting signed back to what was essentially his old team. That was posted by MMA fan on the StarCraft subreddit. Username checks out. Name checks out, 100%. So yeah, MMA returned from his military service from Korea and signed back with Team Expert. And this made certain people extraordinarily happy. Yeah, I've never seen MMA play before. So this is you, interesting. What? 
Yeah, MMA was already in the military when I started watching StarCraft. Holy dang, I forgot how much that that is true. Okay, well, (laughs) you are in for a treat, my Terran friend, because MMA is excellent. He is very good at StarCraft. He brings some much-needed Terran hope to your race in the current iteration of the Legacy of the Void. I'm hoping so. We need a new hope. You do. Especially, like, MMA goes to Team Expert, but Beyond leaves Team Expert. So they're just trading one Terran for another, really. Yeah, and honestly, fairly equal, I'd say. I mean, it's... Wow, some someone's gonna kill me for that, but... It's possible. Yeah. I don't know. In my head, Beyond and MMA are fairly equivalent players as far as skills concerned, but... Fair enough. Fair enough. WCS champions does MMA have? I mean... I'm looking at his achievements here on Team Liquid, and the list is very long. I mean, that's fair. Championships. Um, GSL League Champion in 2011. BlizzCon Champion in 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, WCS Europe 2013 Champion. I mean, yes. DreamHack Open Moscow Champion in 2014. Mm-hmm. And the Home Story Cup in 2015. Or 2016. So, yes. He has some some championships. I think he's doing all right. Yeah. He's probably doing okay. Yes, so I expect big things from the MMA in 2018, as should you. Number two on our list is when StarCraft II went free-to-play. Now, that was something that was simultaneously expected and unexpected at the same time. I know a lot of people have talked about how it should go free-to-play, how it would give us a great uh, great influx of new players uh, but the fact that it actually did, and really without any warning at all, StarCraft's just like, what up, we're doing this, uh, was actually kind of surprising to me. Before the announcement, I had heard a lot of talks about it going free-to-play. So mm-hmm. I was I was already kind of expecting it. So Wade is ear to the ground, and I am just blind to this kind of thing, <laughs> well, it turns out. I mean, you don't watch, the spoiler people, you don't actually watch a lot of pro StarCraft at the time that they come out, because you intend to cast some of the games for your channel. That is- an excellent point. So there's entirely possible that you just miss things. Yep, I do miss banter and chatter about stuff that's going on from live cast because I don't watch the live casts. That mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Thank you for explaining that to me. You're welcome. So yeah, went free to play, which essentially means they give you the Wings of Liberty campaign. You can play the latter for uh, free. Sort of. Sort of for free. Because you, you, you are restricted to unranked until you receive 10 first one of the day victories. Yeah. And that, then you can play ranked. Right. So, I mean, that's a pretty minor hurdle to get to. Yes? Yeah, no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's either that or you, like, you can do that or you can buy a war chest and that'll mm-hmm. automatically unlock it. Okay. So, it is kind of a pay-to-play sort of thing, but... Sort of. But if you have any sort of natural talent in the game... And you can get win 10 times on the unranked ladder. Yeah. Or versus AI. N- no. It says that in the announcement. Does it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. So the barrier is very small. Anyway, so you do that. And then you have some co-op commander play as well if you want to play co-op, which is very popular, actually. Many people do enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, I play that. Yeah. I play it sometimes, but not very often. No. No. <laughs> uh, yes. Last time we played co-op, you could not hold one base on hard, which is kind of sad. Is that true? 
Yeah, we were doing the lava mission and you could not hold the base. You lost your main. Well, I mean, I needed some help from my teammate, but who doesn't? Come on. <clears throat> okay, you're right. I was trying to do some crazy stuff. It did not go very well. Okay. <laughs> I think at One... the time I questioned how much sleep you had had. That's also reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I don't know. That is the weird thing about co-op commanders is Zerg gets one base. It's like, here's your one base. I don't know what to do with one base as Zerg. It feels so foreign to me. Well, you, you get two bases eventually. Uh, sure. You have to knock down rocks and stuff. By the time it happens, you're already on lair. It's just wrong. Zerg players stick with me on this. You can get three bases on some of the maps, actually. Okay, good. I mean, you wouldn't ever want to. But I've played some of the Zerg commanders. They don't play like Zerg does, so I guess it doesn't right. count. That's the thing. It's entirely foreign to how you would actually ladder as Zerg. Yeah. So, but it's fun. It's definitely very fun. Playing against the AI is great. Playing with friends is also fun too. Mm -hmm. So good. A Starcraft free to play. I am trying to think if I've seen a big influx of new players as a result. And I have been getting some more noobish submissions to into the void where it's people that don't know basic build orders as opposed to people that do and clearly are moving their way up the ranks some of these guys are actually new to the game which is nice mm -hmm. uh as far as that particular feature is concerned so i've seen that a lot more often um as far as being able to find matches i haven't mm -hmm. really noticed a major difference in how long that takes but okay I mean, unless Blizzard actually releases the numbers of how many people are active in StarCraft now compared to before the announcement, I'm not sure we'll ever know. I mean, you can already tell. When you go into the StarCraft game, it'll tell you in, like, the chat channel. It'll be like, there are 10,000 matches going on, and there are 6,000 people waiting in, like, chat channels and stuff. Fair enough. So They are giving you, us numbers. They've been giving us numbers for forever. You just need to compare numbers taken before and after the launch of it going free. Right. Sounds like someone needs to do that very hard, hard-hitting research. Mm, lazy. <laughs> what, I told you, <laughs> people are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I did not exclude myself from that statement. So anyway, StarCraft is free to play in case you didn't know. I think some people still don't know. So if you're listening to this Go play free. and you're like, I'd love to play StarCraft, but I am so poor. Well, we have some news for you. Mm, go play. <laughs> go play and then when you inevitably lose on the ladder go listen to tempo because he'll cheer you back up yes tempo is great it's very good put a link to tempo in the show notes we'll next up people really seem to enjoy a match between dark and innovation on acolyte honestly do not remember this match right not coming back dark um, i mean it might be one of oh i do i do it's the clip touch uh Oh, it's, it's the, the Twitch.tv. Yeah, the clip. Okay. Uh, Dark and Innovation on Acolyte. Yeah, it's where Innovation had set up a tank contain on the last final base uh, for Dark. Mm. And he's got Marines, he's got tanks, he's got a Liberator, and then there's like a handful of Zerglings and Banelings and like six Ravagers against this. It really comes down. It's like perfect Corrosive Biles the whole way. Mm -hmm. Liberators going down, the Marines get taken out, and Dark takes the win. I mean, it's you'll have to watch it for yourself, but it's a pretty amazing break for the win in that game. The whole game, I'm mm -hmm. sure, was fairly amazing as well. So I don't know if we have a link for the whole darn thing, but there's definitely a Twitch clip for it. I'll see what I can find. All right. Fair enough. 
so yeah, that was just Dark doing some amazing stuff in what turned out to be kind of the year of the Zerg. Yeah. Yeah. Wade's very sad about that. Yeah, that was four months ago. Boo. Zergs. <laughs> boo. They're saying boo Zergs, not boo urns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel much better about that then. <laughs> the Simpsons can be applied to pretty much everything, turns out. Turns out, yeah. When you have a show that's been going for like 27 seasons, it's fairly relatable. Done everything. Yeah. Yes. All right. Next up, we've got Maynard. Does in controls red eye impression. <laughs> so it's a little complicated. <laughs> uh, in control I... is a fairly well known impression of red eye. Uh, Maynard then did. Anyway, yeah. it's incredible. I don't know if we can do the whole thing. It's not exactly family friendly. And we do kind of try to be family friendly on the podcast. Would you like to give the synopsis? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is faster than Formula One. He's bigger than football in Europe. He's more chiseled than something I'm not going to say in a family friendly podcast. <laughs> but perhaps you'll get the idea. <laughs> it's great um, if you are a child don't watch this but if you're an adult who's okay with listening to colorful and descriptive adult language then you should click 100% should click on this and enjoy it fully it might be one of the funniest things I've ever watched live in Starcraft yes. so I, was, I was watching Home Story Cup when that happened and I don't know who Red Eye is <laughs> I don't know what In Control's oh. Red Eye impersonation of uh, Red Eye is, and I don't, I have no idea what to expect out of Maynard doing an In Control impersonating, <laughs> imper- like impersonating Red Eye. It's three layers of I don't know into something that is definitely very funny. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, Maynard's been around the scene for a very long time, back into the Brood War days, and this was amazing. You should watch it. It will change your life and make 2018 the best year ever. Well, I was watching uh, Jordan, just Jordan string the other day, and oh, name dropping. Yeah, that guy, and uh, he was playing and never ever ever drone scouts, and I was like, you got a drone scout, and someone in chat said, well, actually, you are less ready for cheese if they're cheesing you because you're down a worker for that time. You're less prepared for it. <laughs> I was like, well, how do you know it's coming then? What is going on? But I don't know. I mean, they're just, I guess, overlord scouting. If you do it smartly and properly enough, you can get the information that you need. I guess. I guess. If you don't know that cheese is coming, you're definitely more prepared for it, is what I found. Well, you have a better economy, obviously. So holding uh, the cheese is easier. I mean, uh, if someone cheeses you and you have more drones, there's just they have li- more likely to be more effective because they had more drones to kill. Like that's all. <laughs> yep, that's how that works. I forgot. I haven't been giving people credit for their comments. So the person who submitted the comment about when StarCraft went free to play was Metler88. Thanks, Metler. Uh, Lenaru mentioned Dark versus Innovation on an Acolyte. Okay, good. Uh, Alguiz. 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 Alguiz, thanks for that. All right, next up is Bobby Awesome, actually a member of the Gauntlet community. Ah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash GauntletSC2. He does some other casting with the organization. We have, we have cast together in the past, but it's been a very long time. Anyway, hmm. Bobby Awesome said, Gumio finally winning a GSL. A story as old as the game itself came to peak. 
that many didn't really think would happen. Stories seven years in the making and legacy immortalized instead of being just another one of the old school GOM TVT era. Terrans, GOM TV. Yeah, Gumio's been around for a long time. And finally won a GSL seven years into it. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful. So we do have a clip for that as well. <sighs> All right, so nice job, Gumio. We'll check that one out as well. It's a sports thing. It transcends esports. It transcends regular uh, ball-oriented sports. <laughs> sports. But there are people, there are teams that are consistently excellent for a very long time and never get over the hump and never win the big one. And those players, fair or not, are considered lesser than those that actually do manage to win a title. Mm. And so if Gumio had never done it, I would have loved him. I would have really appreciated what he brought to the game, but I never would have put him up in that top tier of players who are elite and have won a GSL. The fact that he did it against Sue, against one of the top elite Zergs, and a Zerg right now in this current state of legacy of the Void, is ridiculously good. And for sure, Gumio is going to be on my list of greatest players whenever I think about them. There you go. Undeniable. Nicely done. Nicely done, Kumiho. Is it a hard H, Kumiho? Um, I always say Kumio. I just kind of let it roll. I think it's like Gumio. Kumio. Yeah, okay. Oh, what's the other word? Because there's... Kumiho is similar to another word that I'm thinking of. Like, it's not G, but it's the same. Everything else is the same. Um, that means, like, fox. Mm, okay. And so I know it's pronounced the same like that, but I cannot for the life of me think of what it is. <laughs> There's a Kumio. Kumio, that might be it. It's a creature that appears in Korean legend. Yeah. It's a fox that lives for a thousand years and turns into a Kumio. Yeah. Which can transform into, among other things, a beautiful woman, often set out to seduce boys. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> From what I've seen, like even on the Wikipedia page, it's like a Kumiho and then in brackets, Gumiho. Yeah, I had no idea. That's amazing. Gumiho is a fox woman that tries to seduce children. Wonderful. A, a nine tails fox that tries yeah. to seduce. Is that where tails came from? Like from Sonic? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's entirely possible. Because tails has only got two tails. That's why it's tails, not nine tails. Yeah, he does, but I mean, he's a fox with multiple tails, so... I mean, I guess. <laughs> Maybe there's some influence there. I don't know. I don't know. We're off track. We're off track! Alright. We could be off track a little bit. Alright, so good job, Gumio. Uh, next up, Harstum's Kebab Story at Home Story Cup. If you missed this one, it's dead hilarious. Uh, <laughs> obviously, there's a link. If you want to pause the podcast and go watch Harstum tell this story, you probably should, because it's the greatest. It's a really good kebab story. Yes, it's a good storytelling experience as well. Like Harstam, he's good at this. If you've ever had someone come up to you and try to sell you illicit substances, <laughs> you will understand and relate to this kebab story very well. Yes. Can I quick tell Harstam's kebab story? Uh, sure, go for it. Just so the people who are like driving and can't, Go look it up real quick so they know what you're talking about. Go on. So he says in 2013, he was at a Home Story Cup and walking back to his hotel, well, with some other people. And he's in Krefeld, which I think is a German town? Yes. Yes, obviously. Anyway, in Krefeld, he says it's very known for its kebabs. 
And there is a place in town where there are a whole bunch of kebab street uh, stores on the same street. And it's very famous for that. And they are not allowed to be open 24 hours a day. So they all close from the hours of five to six. So it's between this time. And they're walking down the street and there's this dude in an alleyway. He goes, hey, tss, hey, you guys, you want to buy some kebabs? <laughs> <laughs> He's illicitly selling kebabs from an alleyway during the one hour in which you can't sell kebabs because you can't be open 24 hours a day. I, I uh, assume that that guy walked out of the shadows and opened his coat and lining his, the, the, the jacket coat pockets were kebabs sticking up. 100 million percent agree. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He just has little customized hooks where he hangs them and they're still steaming because they're still warm <laughs> from the cooking he's been doing in the alley. <laughs> 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 I also assume it was one of the kebab store owners. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. He was like, I, "That is my, it is my passion to sell kebabs, and and to be uh, persecuted in this way is against my beliefs. I must sell kebabs at all hours of the day, and I do." <laughs> <laughs> so, that's your kebab story. All right. No, but you were going to tell your story about being offered illicit drugs. Okay. I'll, I'll tell my story about being illicit, offered illicit materials. It's significantly less interesting. Basically, me and two of my buddies decided we don't want to catch a crowded, overpacked bus, sweaty, <laughs> hot, sweaty bus on the way home from school. No. So we instead all put our money together and we were like, we're just going to get a taxi to like my place. And then the other two guys who don't live too far, we're just going to walk from there because they basically end up having to walk there from the bus stop anyway. And there were no taxis coming. So eventually we just go, oh, well, we'll just call and we'll book one and it'll turn up in like five minutes. I'm like, sure. Yeah, sure that's sure. great. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a taxi there in like five minutes. Go right over by like the service station. And we're like, okay. So we walk over by the service station and there's not a lot of room there. So we're kind of standing like just on the other side of the pumps. And we hear this car door click open and go, hey, hey boys, want to buy some pills? Wow. And we're like, no, thank you. We're good. He didn't even offer a specific kind of pill? No. Hmm. He was just offering I mean, a pill. I don't know anything about drugs, but I'd assume you'd want, like if you were looking for pills, it wouldn't just be like, yeah, whatever. Give me a random pill. <laughs> right? Yeah. Give me an aspirin. Yeah. Like, is, do you want an upper or a downer? Do you want something that will make you hallucinate? You know what I mean? Yeah, you want, you want some, like, context as to how these things operate. Yeah, I guess, I suppose if you had said yes, I would like some pills. He could have offered you some options, but... Maybe. We did not yeah. say yes. Yeah. No. I'm not interested in partaking in the pills. Huh. Well, that's better than my story about being offered drugs, because I've never been offered drugs in my entire life. Which... You've never been offered drugs? No. As a graduate... Of the D.A.R.E. program, I was being, I was led to believe that I would be offered drugs often and frequently throughout my oh, life. Hold on. The what program? Oh, I'm sorry. Sometimes I forget you don't know these things because you're not from here. Uh, the D.A.R.E. program. It's Drug Abuse Resistance Education. It's a program that started probably back when I was, like it was new when I was young. And basically they bring cops into the schools who teach the kids about drugs and how to say no and kind of. Here are some negative effects of doing drugs. And it's widely considered a general failure because 
drug usage rates actually went up pretty significantly after the program started and have never gone back down as it's still continuing. Right. There's really no uh, no indication whatsoever that it helps to stem the use of illegal drugs in America. It's almost like just telling people, oh, just say no to peer pressure. And like that, that totally calms teenagers over in social situations. That yes. They can just comfortably say no. Yeah, exactly. So it's widely considered a failure. But I guess the point is I've never been offered drugs in my entire life. Yeah. And I'm okay. like, I would say no. I'm not interested in altering my consciousness in any way. That scares me. But, um. To the extent where you don't even drink. Yeah. Right. To that extent. Exactly. I just, I like, I like my current state of consciousness as it is. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> uh, that, I can understand that. Okay. Have you ever been like unconscious in like the hospital? Like, have they ever had to like put you under? Uh, for my wisdom teeth once. Okay. So here's how that works. They put the needle in me, said, count back from 10. And I went 10, 9. And then I was waking up from the surgery. Absolute <laughs> no sensation of passage of time. It is the weirdest thing I've ever done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, when I was in high school, I was – a kid threw a bottle at me. Uh, Luke, if you're listening, screw you. In school? In high school. Like, uh, were this, you at school or out of school? We were in – it was like recess. Wow. Okay. I mean, it was an empty bottle, and like we're friends. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, Luke, screw you, but we're friends. You don't throw empty bottles at people. I like how you say, "Well, it was empty. It's fine." <laughs> it was <laughs> fine. That, I, I don't think I mean, work in Australia. Full bottle, bad. Empty bottle, fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today I learned. Look, I, I mean, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I mean, me and my friends, like when I went to a different high school, we would play. We were in like, you know what a vortex is? Uh, no. Uh, it's like a little, um, farm football that when you spin it whistles and it flies through the air. Oh, yeah, okay. My Nerf. Yeah, no, yeah, Nerf. Yeah. Uh, here they're called, like, Vortex. Yeah. Anyway, we would bring those to school, and at recess we would all just, like, line up in two rows and throw them at each other. I mean, I feel like getting hit by a Nerf football is different from getting hit by a bottle. Am I wrong about this? No. The Nerf football is aerodynamically designed to fly. And those yep. whistle parts are hard plastic. Yes. Okay. So if you, if you get hit by something that's designed to move through the air at speed that has hard plastic, that really hurts. Um, if you, someone has an empty little plastic bottle. Oh, I was thinking glass bottle. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Good. This helps a lot. Yeah. Now you understand why it's not a problem because it's a no, plastic it's, bottle. Well, you said screw you. And I was like, this sounds like glass bottle situation. <laughs> no, he didn't glass me in high school. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> well, that's what I was, I mean, anyway. Anyway, so I got it. chased after him and I ran, basically round a couple corners and on like the last turn to like making like almost a full loop back to where we were. I slip on some mud and I go down and hit concrete and I snap my ankle in like three places. Uh, I don't like the story. Okay. Anyway, eventually I like they had to call an ambulance to come and take me, take me to the hospital. Yeah. I now I now have a metal plate and like twelve screws in my leg. Do you set off metal detectors? I wish I did. I really wish I did, but I don't. You don't? And I don't. What? I don't. It's um. Well, here's the thing. I imagine that. Some countries use different kinds of metal detectors. I don't hear, but I'm always curious if I will. You somewhere. need to fly somewhere else just to figure this out. <laughs> Walk with the metal detector and be like, just huh, and then fly home. Be like, is it setting off? Is it setting off? 
It is? Right. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. I already have a ticket well, home. Gotta go catch a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, but basically, I was in the hospital for like five days before they could get me an operating room. What? Oh, right. Because national healthcare. Mm-hmm. No, because other people took precedence. That's, that's all. That's national healthcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. Um, you really shouldn't. Continue. No. Yeah. Look <laughs> at you, capitalist. Uh, <laughs> anyway, eventually I get in there and I'm like kind of looking around and there was only like two interactions I had with people there. One of them was a, n- a nurse came up to me and said, oh, another nurse didn't tape this down. And I had my ear pissed at the time. And because apparently any like loose metal you have to have taped down. And so she taped that down. She's like, can you tilt your head for a second? I'm like, sure. And then because I already had like a IV drip, they were just like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and hook this up. And then I was looking around the room trying to spot the metal that would go into my leg. I remember looking up at the ceiling and then my eyes were open and then they opened again and I was in recovery. Drugs are weird, man. And then there was a nurse there who was like, if it hurts, tell me, because here I can give you morphine. And I was like, it hurts. And, <laughs> I, well, I nodded because I couldn't talk. And then I didn't, I would like, they wouldn't talk about like uh, morphine overdoses. It's called a whiteout. And I would not say I overdosed on morphine in the hospital. That would be silly. But, uh, that probably didn't happen, yeah. No, but I do remember most of my vision just going white and, you know, then waking back up in my room later. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Yep. See? So that's why. Mm. I keep my consciousness as it is. Thank you very much. Anyway, we are really off topic. How do we end up talking about drug use? Kebabs. Uh, kebabs. Kebabs being sold in alleyways. <laughs> kebabs, obviously. If I just thought about it for a second, I would have known. Mm. All right. So Harstam's kebab story. Uh, next up, somebody was very pleased that Rogue... Won the BlizzCons. That mm. was Aerobic Throne, which is a great name. It's got a Jenner <laughs> Green Wings logo. Mm-hmm. Aerobic Throne. Heads yep. up. Yep. Yeah. So Rogue, again, uh, that's another player that I kind of feel like was known as being good mm-hmm. and great, but not elite. And then he just showed up at BlizzCon and said, you don't think I'm elite? I'm going to be all you fools. And did. Yeah. He came in and destroyed. <laughs> he really did. I need to look at that bracket, actually. BlizzCon 2017. Um, so he beat Sue, he beat Ty, and then he beat Hero, working backwards. Yeah, so he dropped one map to Hero, two games to Ty. And then two games to Sue. Two to Sue. Yeah. And how did he do in the playoffs? Uh, he went 5-2 and two in his group, yep. which had Neeb, Nurchu, and Sue in it. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good group. Yeah. My money was on innovation. I lost. Yes. My money was on stats, and I lost. Why didn't we pick Zergs? What is wrong with us? <laughs> <laughs> that is a I good mean, point. What? We look around at the current state of StarCraft and say, mm, I think a Protoss has the best chance of winning this <laughs> con. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were clearly missing something. Clearly we were just stupid. I mean, if you look at that bracket, there was one Protoss that made it to the <laughs> round of 16. I mean, 8. Mm. I just... Yeah. It is the Zerg's time. Yeah, Zerg's time to shine. Zerg time. Alright, so thanks, Aerobic Throne, 
for that one. Next up was a controversial one from Kirby 561 Do we real quick want to talk about the um, GSL groups that got announced? Sure, we could do that. While we're on, like, official tournaments, I will yeah. send you a link. This post was by Set Guitars to Kill, so... Excellent. Mm -mm. That's oh. a good name, too. On, on Team Liquid, yeah. Set Guitars to Kill. He's got an old-school ultralesque mm. from the wars. All right, so what do we got? Innovation Creator, Lenok and Solar. Mm -hmm. good. Rogue, Dokyung, Scarlet, and Alive. Also pretty fantastic. I mean, these are all going to be good, right? Gumio, Hurricane, Lazira, TY. Mm -hmm. Stats Impact, Jackshi Classic. And then the other side, SOS, Sword of Buell and Deer. Mm -hmm. Sue, No Regret, Zest Bunny. Dark Trust, Trap, Byun. That's a bad one. <laughs> and Hero, Ragnarok, Keen, and Maru. I feel kind of bad for Ragnarok and Keen. Yeah. I, yeah. There's the Group of Death was rated as the... Uh... Group F, which is Dark Trust, Trap, and Beyond, mm -hmm. which I get, but I would have actually given it to Group H. Which was the Hero Morrow. Yeah, Hero Morrow, Admiral, and Keen. Yep, that's brutal. Any thoughts? Anything that stands out? Uh, that uh, Group E with Gumio, TY, and Lozira is pretty, like, Hurricane's in a bad place. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if he comes out of it, that'll be amazing. Yeah. And it'll have to be a good match, otherwise he's just gonna get destroyed, I think. Undoubtedly. That'll be good to, good to follow. Good to follow and figure out. Mm -hmm. Wondrous. Alright, next up is going to be, again, slightly controversial, but it's Neeb winning mm -hmm. three WCS events from Kirby 561. Yeah. So, controversial because region lock. Let's be honest. Yeah. That's, that's it's it's hard when you win a WCS event and zero Koreans are allowed to play against you. Well, one Korean. One Korean for reasons we still don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll maybe work that out one day. Somebody really help us out. Send me an email to falconpaladin at gmail.com and tell us why exactly... True can play in yeah. foreign tournaments, but no one else can. Yes, correct. It's not like... Foreigners don't have anyone that can stand up to Neep, like a laser special Serral. They're good players. I reckon they can take Neep on a good day. But Neep still somehow managed to run away, run away with three championships. He did. Well, right. So he did, and then BlizzCon happened, and where was he, right? <laughs> That's, yeah. That's the problem with this. And I understand why Blizzard does it. I understand they want to get foreigner blood and foreigner attention. Um, but it really just kind of waters down what you're trying to do for most of the year, you know? Yeah. So anyway, Neeb is great. I like Neeb. Neeb's good. Good job, Neeb. But there are some buts here. Uh, next up is, is the StarCraft meme of 2017. It is Don't Cheese Me. Yes. Which, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably don't go on Reddit, which is maybe a net benefit for your life. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe a net benefit in saving time, but I think you have a much harder time keeping up with StarCraft if you don't go on Reddit. That's true. That's a good point. So anyway, for those of you who are unfamiliar, uh, who did this? Let me take a look at the post. Uh, Milo the Slayer posted something. Early in December, 
late November possibly, where he's two-gating his opponent and receives a message from his opponent that says, don't cheese me, please. <laughs> right as he's putting down his proxy two-gate. Yes, like right <laughs> as this is happening. And this has devolved into thousands of memes. It is. I don't... Again, it is a mystery as to why things go viral and why things turn into giant memes, but this one definitely caught the imagination of a lot of people. Mm. Oh, special quick shout out to WTF Dude for submitting this classic. I mean, can we Google Don't Cheese Me memes and a whole bunch of stuff bunch of stuff come up? Uh probably. My favorite one is actually a prequel meme as well. It's Anakin talking about how he killed not just the men, but the women too. Women and children. And it's <laughs> I cheesed them. I cheesed them all. Not just the men, but the women and the children. And his <laughs> eyes at the proxy to gate will be in. Yep. I, I don't know what that is, but I love it. Anyway, yes, the memes are hilarious. There are many great ones. If you go on the StarCraft Reddits, you will see them posted. Even to this day, mm. it has some decent staying power. Yeah. And it really, I think part of it, part of the reason it caught the imagination is because it kind of reflects the state of Protoss right now in Legacy of the Void, where people feel like they kind of have to cheese. Um, if you watch the best of five that I cast earlier this week between Showtime and Elazer, mm-hmm. I mean, Elazer basically went Hydro Ling push every time against Showtime and beat him every time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he beat him 3-1. Like, it wasn't even really that close for most of those games. And as I said on the cast, I feel like if you scout your opponent and know exactly what they're doing, they should not be able to walk across the map and kill you at 10 minutes. No, shouldn't be able to. At the highest level. Yeah, should not be able to. But, right. I mean, I did watch that game, but was like Showtime had reasonable scouts. I assume he had like observers across the map. He knew what was yep. coming. And yep. when your opponent does it four times in a row, you can kind of... Assume. Assume, yeah. Yeah. I guess so, not keep building immortals. Right. Well, but, okay, so I've had a big discussion about this on the cast that I posted, and some people made some new points. So basically they said, if you don't make immortals, you die to Roach Allens. Mm. And if you don't make immortals, you die to Lurker Pushes. And so it's not significantly different for a laser to go Hydra versus Roach at nine minutes. It requires one different building, right? And so, yeah, I mean, I, Showtime is an excellent player. He's been playing for a very long time. And for him to have absolutely no answer to this, that is one of the things that I think causes Blizzard to actually sit up and take notice and say, all right, we've got to change something here. What is it? We don't know, but we need to make a balance update. And I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the, the answer apparently is cheese. Cheese, yeah, <laughs> just cheese. Yeah. Here's the thing, before this... Uh, like up to like a couple months ago, a month ago maybe, everything that Protoss was doing, it was we're just going to proxy Stargate and build oracles, right? And now it's like okay, well they kind of made oracles take longer to build and yup 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 all that stuff, and now it's like okay now what do we do? It's like mm-hmm. all they had was cheese. You took their best cheese, and now they have nothing. Right, and I think generally Blizzard likes to wait a while. Mm. They like to let the meta settle. They like to see if someone can figure it out. Because mm. I always, when I think about this kind of thing, I always remember the early days of Wings of Liberty, and the Protoss 4 gate was unstoppable for a good length of time on the ladder. 
it was good against all three races. It was cookie cutter build. It was ridiculously powerful and no one could stop it. But then someone figured out how to stop it and then it disappeared because people knew how to end it. Yeah. People eventually just work out how to beat it. Yeah. And so I think they're waiting to see if that happens. I think they're waiting to see if Protoss can figure out this little nine minute uh, hydroling push. Mm. And if somebody can and then other Protoss can mimic that defense, then the meta keeps flowing and keeps moving and it's a healthy thing. Yeah. It also doesn't help that it's kind of like the holiday season and it's like in between actual like pro seasons as well. So I'm not seeing like stats play. Right. Well, I actually haven't also seen uh, Neeb play in a while. So when some of the best pro players are maybe taking time off or they're just not publicly showing their matches, you you can't see what the very best are necessarily doing against this. That's true. That's very true. So it's entirely possible that Stats is going to show up and say, you morons, this is how you do this. You just need to do this one simple thing. (laughs) Yeah. Here's my top seven ways to deal with Zerg. Number six will shock you. Zerg, hate him. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I hope that happens. I really do. Because I'd rather the community figure this out rather than Blizz have to come in and say, all right, I guess Mm. this is something, this is a puzzle you can't figure out. We'll give you a lifeline. Yeah, because it doesn't, I don't know. There's nothing about it that I can look at it from the perspective of what is the Zerg doing and say, oh, this is what needs fixing. Mm. This is what part of this that is ridiculously powerful. I can't figure it out. I mean, Hydra's got that 90 HP buff, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, the, the HP buff, that was like BlizzCon two years ago at this point. Yeah, and I mean, Baneling's got a little HP buff too, but that was over a year ago as well now. So there's nothing that Zerg is doing to take advantage of new things. Other, it's just maybe it's just the lack of photon overcharge. Maybe it's just that, honestly. Yeah. And Protoss can't just photon overcharge three pylons and hold off the Zerg army for a little bit, mm. giving them time to get up reinforcements. You know. I'm trying to think of it like, could you give photon overcharge to the mothership because they remove the core, but you still can build the mothership. But I never see it built. No. Well, I've seen it sometimes, but it's definitely not yeah, a constant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm thinking maybe you... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was it's clear they just wanted to get rid of the overcharge entirely, and they did, and they're trying to balance around it. And shield batteries are good, mm-hmm. but not good enough. Maybe they buff the shield battery, but then that kind of messes with shield battery cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's impossible. It's impossible to balance perfectly, and they do as good a job as they can. Yeah, yeah, they're trying. They are, which is more than I can say for some multiplayer games. Oh, yeah. That will remain anonymous. Yes. All right, so don't cheese me, bro. Nightmare's Doomblink. So this is a game with Nightmare, the Protoss player, playing against Gumio, who's shown up a lot. Mm-hmm. In this podcast for some reason this is clear back in january this is january 6 2017 that it got posted on the youtubes but it was probably earlier than that uh but it was the first time that dt blink be- seemed viable mm. and we're gonna put a link to the video in so you definitely should watch it but he just comes in with three zealots got a um, warps and a few more zealots there are marines tanks and cyclones here he just blinks on top of the whole thing wipes out the defense mm-hmm has several DTs left over, and there's detection. There's a missile turret right there. It was 
amazing. As a Terran player, you're just like, please, no, not this. I was like, that's really cool to see, but I've never had someone make a build around Blink DTs and then had it. Like, once they've, once I've seen it, it's like, okay, that was a nice trick. I can just work around this now. Yes. And that is eventually what ended up happening, unfortunately. Nightmare <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. did this and everyone's like, oh, but then it never showed up again. And that was the end of it. A bit like Kelza's, uh Medivac boost upgrade. Right. And you looked at it and you're like, mm, maybe this will be viable, but no. Maybe, maybe. Oh, wait, no. No. Turns out, no, not at all. <laughs> so thanks to Emir34A for that suggestion. Mm-hmm. This is a good one. I had forgotten about that. So thanks for bringing that to my memory. Uh, we have one called the Fist of Neeb. I don't know if that's referring to Neeb's just winning all those WCS events or what. The Fist of Neeb. Oh, wait. Hold on. There's a specific clip. Is it? I should have watched this before. I just Googled it. I should have done this a while ago. So, oh, I'll send you a link. Basically, him going carrier mothership high templar century mm-hmm. and it's uh interesting because he has one work yeah 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 as maxed out army as you can reasonably get yep one worker a million carriers handful of high templar doing it against rogue he won that game as well he did it was an amazing final engagement i this clip does not show that maybe we'll have to find it because it was great I'll, find, I'll put a link to the full VOD. Yay! Fear the Nibmada. Fear the Nibmada. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so yes. So the Fist of Nib. Excellent. Thank you, Helium Bunny, for that one. Uh, actually, okay, so a bit of an honorable mention here. Negative Zero replied to Fist of Nib by saying, The Foot <laughs> of Lava. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that real quick. So the Foot of Lava, if you missed that one, is probably the all-time greatest BM in the history of StarCraft. Yeah, it'd be hard to top it. Because I think anyone can relate to, oh, I'm so much better than you, I could beat you playing with my feet, as like an insult, as a joke. Yeah, jokes. Yeah, but when someone actually does it, um, that's pretty BM. It is. And, there, and he's wearing shorts and like, He's just so dispassionate <laughs> about it. <laughs> I don't even... Uh, yep, Larva versus, versus Legend. Gonna go down in history forever on that one. I'm gonna send you a link. It's um, another Reddit post. It's Lava's training for the next international tournament. <laughs> and he, he has both keyboard and mouse on the floor. <laughs> The first time, all he did was, like, lift up his left leg and, like, click a few keys. Um, Yeah. He still kept his mouse, uh, hand on his mouse, but now he's going, I'm just going to beat you playing with my feet. (laughs) Bless that man. Uh, And then China made some noise, and the Zotac China events were like, you're banned, but then not really. I don't know what happened there. I don't think he's actually banned. Yeah, I don't know. No, he did not. So, honorable mention. To the foots of Larva. So great. Got some love for Nathanius's commentary. Dreamhack Valencia, Snoot versus Kelizer. Mm. Game number one from Frama Farazamatazzle. Took me a second, I got it. You go there at the end, that's what counts. Yeah. Got a link for that one too. 
we do have a link. I probably should have watched it, but it's an hour long. Yes. Well, it's just game one. Yeah, but, I mean, I can't talk about how good game that one is. is. Commentary is if I haven't seen it. Yes. Which is an issue. That one we didn't, we didn't actually watch. Okay, so it's a 24-minute game. <laughs> the video is an hour and it's a 24-minute game. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So go check that one out. Frazzmatazzle. Liked it a lot. Thanks, dude. Getting towards the end here, uh, second to last is going to be how consistent Sue has been. Mm, he's been That's super consistent. Super consistent. The Crytrunk. Crytrunk. That's hard to say. Crytrunk. How consistent Sue has been. Sure, only second place, but damn, he was placed to pretty much the whole year. Well, maybe not so much in September and October, but the rest of the year <laughs> was super <laughs> impressive. So I like that it's an honest look at Sue's year. <laughs> he didn't just say he was... All the time, consistently amazing, but yeah, pretty much 10 months out of the year, second place finishes in many, many major, major tournaments throughout, and sure, he never won the big one, and we talked about this, how important that is, but mm. I mean, it's better than not even coming close. Yeah, still a lot of money for second place, so I think he's, I think, I think he's doing okay. Yeah, he can cry himself to sleep tonight on his huge pile of cash. Which is even, like, made even doubly big, because it's Korean ones, and... It's yeah. like it's like you, you, a million Korean ones is like a hundred dollars or something. So <laughs> so when you win like a hundred and fifty thousand US dollars, you have a giant giant pile of cash. It's very comfy to sleep on. I recommend it. Oh, you sleep on a giant pile of cash. Where do you live again? Oh, I mean, what? No, that's not. I'd never do that. <laughs> that was someone else. Crap. <laughs> it's worth more because you got the good I money. I said too much. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right so heads up to sue and then finally from scuzz wheeler basically all of day nine's holiday bash which unfortunately i missed but it was a twitch event with starcraft remastered i, didn't, I, I have didn't, a link to it here it. i didn't either i didn't watch it because it's remastered. but tasteless was there artosis was there day nine was there i mean that's pretty much a best time i wish day nine was all starcraft i wish he wasn't as much hearthstone as he is but when he does the StarCraft, it makes me happy because he's just a great dude. I can't stay mad at him. Can't I'll, do it. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So you should check it out. It is uh, eight and a half hours long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nine well, and a half hours long. I'll just Sorry. get on that then. Yep. Next time you have a day off, uh, you should sit back and just put this on. Uh, I won't do that because I'm actually not super interested in watching Remastered. Ah, right. That makes a ton of sense. Why, why would you be? Uh, no, that's not true. I cast it. I like Remastered a lot. Yeah, just you. Word. <sighs> All right, so that is our list. So here's to a wonderful year for StarCraft in 2017. Here's hoping more amazing moments in 2018. Bigger names, bigger personalities. Maybe Falcon can cast something on the big stage somewhere. That is my dream. That, that's we'll make a it happen. Good dream to have. It's a good goal. Uh, what was your favorite moment of the year in StarCraft? My favorite moment of the year has already been said, but it was Rogue winning Rogue. the BlizzCon. Rogue. Okay. I just, I, I, we talked about this. I feel like there haven't been consistent Zergs through the history of StarCraft Two. I feel like what happens is Fruit Dealer comes up and he's great and he wins BlizzCon and then he disappears. 
and then life is amazing and everybody loves watching life and then he goes to jail and then right yeah it's just a never-ending series of elite zerg players that everybody put everyone puts their hopes in that just fall off the face of the earth yeah i i, I guess i mean people still really like life yeah they do, but he's banned from everything. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's I'm not saying they win a tournament and then they're not as good again. It's no. They disappear from the face of the planet. They stop being involved in high level StarCraft. Do you know who Fruit Dealer is? Other than what I've told you? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. What about like Jadong? What about Jadong? He's pretty good. I hear lots of love for him about being a really great Zero player and still top of his game well not top of his game now but held it for a while jadong's brood war is not same diff no but i'm saying somebody in the current starcraft 2 scene who's like okay he is clearly the best zerg and has been for the last five or six years that's all i want can i get that <sighs> the best zerg for the last five or six years uh stefano <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> thank you for making my point for me <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, you get it right. But I don't think Rogue's gonna be that guy. I, uh, I, don't please. get me wrong. I, 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 I hope he is. Don't get me okay. wrong. I hope he's the savior you're looking for. <laughs> uh, I I just, I don't, who knows if it'll happen? Who knows? We'll go I wait don't. four or five years. But, I mean, if it's two years, that's a great start. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to Rogue having a good year too. I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. Anyway, if you'd like to play Community StarCraft, because that is Wade's favorite thing about the StarCraft 2017 scene, uh, follow me on Facebook and... Uh, I was going to say Twitch, but Twitter. Twitch will not help you. Twitter.com slash Falcon Paladin and Facebook.com slash Falcon Paladin. I'll put events up at least three or four days in advance so you can plan accordingly. Yeah, it is great. I need to cast one of those games. I gotta figure out which one. The um, uh, free for all I was in, do that one. That was a crazy game. Okay, deal. The free for all that Wade was in. Excellent. I'll make a note so I do not forget because I will forget. The one where I got goaded into playing random. <laughs> did you get shamed? Oh, you did. Because <laughs> I was shamed into playing Protoss. random. <laughs> and I was Protoss. I'm like, <laughs> well, there's two things I know how to do, and that's make a bunch of chargelets and make a bunch of stalkers. <laughs> also, a bunch of cannons. Yeah, did not help me as much. No, did not. Sadly. It was a good game, though. It was mm. fun. There were accusations of treachery, and there were cookie alliances. <laughs> <laughs> so watch for that. I'll post it here fairly soon. <sighs> All right. Anything else you want to cover for the best StarCraft 2 moments of 2017? No, I think we're good. I think we're good? All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody, and joining us. Uh, please consider supporting us on the Patreon. There's a link in the show notes to that again take your time through the show notes this time it's going to be definitely worth your while so from 2018 this is wade and falcon paladin signing off and until next time as always thanks for listening and you take care of yourself
Did you want to give any shout outs to people from your thread, Mr. No. Wade? No. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess we could fix that in post as well. So- <laughs> 